Good morning. You're listening to Radio Maria and this is Mornings with Radio Maria. I'm Aileen and this morning I'm really pleased to be able to welcome Holly. Holly Cook to our morning programme. Good morning, Holly. Good morning, Aileen. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Very good. And uh, just to let you know, dear listener, Holly Cook is a person who works in the Westminster Youth Ministry and she's here to talk to us about that this morning. So we're looking forward to hearing hearing everything about about this, Holly. So tell me, what is it that you do yeah, great. It's a good question. Uh, so I work for the yeah the youth ministry part of the Westminster Diocese, and there's kind of that comes under a little bit of an umbrella. So on the one hand, we have our Spec Retreat Centre, which we have um, a, a team who work there and run in-house retreats, both day and residential, for young people all across the diocese. So we have school groups come in, confirmation groups, um, other groups, you know, such as sort of Youth Two Thousand and and One Hope project people who kind of just want to come away and and have some time to retreat and reflect and then we have the other side of the youth ministry which is the outreach team which is the team that I head up and what we do is we go out as the name would suggest to uh, to schools and and parishes and churches and just try and sort of connect with the young people who are there so we we run um, sessions for them. We train catechists and other people who are working with young people and interested in knowing how they can kind of do more. Um, we put on events across the diocese. We have sort of speakers and, and worship nights. It really, yeah, it encapsulates a lot of things and we're always up for trying new things. Wow, that sounds like there's so much going on. How many of you are there in this uh, youth ministry team? Yeah, so we have uh, five on our on our spec retreat team, and at the moment we only have two on our outreach team. So we've got a lot of ground to cover for just two people, but um, somehow we managed to do it. Thank God. But we're always. Um, I think that the good thing about the outreach team is we're going into churches to partner with people who are already there. So you know the people who are already on the ground and and know the the young people in the area well, and then we can kind of work alongside them rather than it being us that completely sort of run everything in that area if that makes sense and that's a huge diocese isn't it Westminster so with this small team how are you managing to go across and engage with the parishes do you have any helpful tips for those of us that are working in parishes yeah, oh, I, honestly, I don't know. It must really be the grace of God that gets us across so many places, to be <laughs> honest. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're really lucky that I think so. There's 220 parishes in the diocese. So um, obviously, on a weekly basis, we're not able to tap into to every single one of those. That would be absolutely impossible. But yeah. we have really strong links with um, a lot of parishes. And and I think what has been really great is with some, you know, in, in parishes, there are some catechists who are so dedicated and, and really sort of love the parish and love the work that they do. And what we're able to do is kind of to do a little bit of work with them and equip them so that they're able to kind of um, therefore then equip other people from other parishes in that area as well. So I think we're all really about relationship building and kind of that it's not as if, you know, the the youth ministry team, we have all the skills and all the expertise. It's just that, we you know, we have more time, I guess, than kind of your, your regular catechist who is doing it as a volunteer role. So we just want to pass on what we have and equip other people to be able to, to do it themselves, I suppose. 
Oh gosh, uh, yeah, I help with the confirmation uh, young people in our parish, and um, I know I could improve a lot. <laughs> you, you, can you give any any tips to me in terms of engaging with the young the young teenagers? What, yeah, are, what, I mean, are, the, what are the main the main things that you think we need to do for them? Yeah, I mean, confirmation is is a hard time anyway because I suppose we kind of we assume in a sense that the young people have made their own uh, choice to to enter into that sacrament and I can't speak on behalf of all of them but I know for myself when I was making my confirmation there was no real thought process on a spiritual level I just thought this is what I'll do you know and I'm from an Irish Catholic family and that was just part of part of the way things went really but um, I mean I think from from working with young people over the years one of the key things is just to listen to them and hear what they they want and what they're interested in and um and not being afraid really i suppose to kind of to veer off what you thought they might like because i think there's there's times when we'll put together a program or a confirmation session you know and and we'll turn up and we'll assume that okay put putting ourselves trying to put ourselves in the mind of a 14 15 year old mm-hmm. yeah sure this will be what they're interested in and then you get there and you see their faces just completely <laughs> you know shut off and um i think one thing that we always try and do is just get feedback and say you know what is it that you know what areas of the faith are maybe a challenge to you or that you're um confused about or whatever and then a lot of the time we won't have the answer straight away but then we will go away and and kind of research it ourselves and try and come back with something for them that um yeah that they can relate to and that they're interested in and yeah i mean i think just having that open dialogue and not kind of just not being afraid as well to get it wrong you know as catechists i i worked as a catechist in in a parish for years as well that there's almost this kind of you're a bit nervous or i was a bit nervous sometimes in the sessions thinking what if they ask me something and i don't have the answer or um you know i i just make a hash of it but actually i think young people can feel that you care about them and that you're invested in them and if you're doing that and if you're you know you're trying to develop those relationships you really can't go wrong i would say I think that's yeah I I think that's a great point and um that listening I, I think sometimes with young I can fall into the uh, the error of thinking with young people that I can forget that they need to be listened to first almost mm-hmm. don't they like you say and and hearing the feedback from them um, mm-hmm. It's so important. So can you tell me a little, you've told us about the retreat centre that you have there and the events there and the outreach work. Could you tell us a little bit more, if we move to the retreat centre first, what, what happens there and, and what sort of retreats are you providing for the young people? Yeah, of course. So for the um, in, in the retreat centre, we have sort of tailored retreats to each year group, which starts, I think, at, at year four, which is very little. but um, then going up to sixth form really. So each year group have sort of a particular retreat with a a particular scriptural theme, which will be unpacked throughout the day, sort of in in various different ways through, you know, reflection and and team building and and prayer and and input. And we, on all of our retreats, we either have mass or we have some time of um, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. So, you know, making sure that we're having a real, a real Catholic, a very Catholic input. (laughs) I know sounds a bit maybe kind of obvious, but, you know, we do have young people who come through the centre who, you know, are from Catholic schools, but, you know, are of of no faith or, you know, maybe aren't engaging with their faith. So, you know, or are from a different faith, in fact. So we have to try and make sure that 
you know, there's stuff that is is interesting to anyone and kind of and helpful for anyone that there's a, a chance for people to reflect, but that we're not at all dumbing down our, our Catholic faith and, and what we do as Catholics, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Do you find I heard I when you said worship songs, I thought that was something I wouldn't have heard in my youth, that that phrase. And I love the some of the modern uh, worship songs. I really do love them. Um, but it's interesting. Do you find that young people? So I can imagine that the that worship songs are are an easier route for young people. How do they deal with silence and the quietness and the reflect? You know, the reflective space of the Eucharist and adoration. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in terms of the worship music. It's kind of I think particularly these days as as worship music is evolving and there's kind of there's worship music that almost sounds a bit like the music you'd listen to on the radio. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit more accessible for the young people, but I also think you're, you're right that it's important that we do create silence because, um, you know, as, as we know as adults, but as young people probably know even more so, we're in such a, a busy world that you're constantly either on your phone or your iPad. And then if you're not doing that, you're watching TV and then there's always noise going on. So we try to create a space of, of yeah, of quiet, of silence. And honestly, they they usually, most of the time, react so well to it. I think it's necessary. Uh-huh. And I think, um, yeah, that just kind of, you know, we won't have long periods of silence, but even kind of just a couple of minutes, you see that at first there's that bit of fidgeting and kind of, you know, a bit of awkwardness because you're not used to it. But I think then it allows them to to kind of actually have an encounter with God, that there's kind of actual space with nothing else going on for them to just to just be. Yeah. Yeah, that's very encouraging to hear. Mm. And I've also heard that you have small prayer groups what happens? What what are they, and how how are they working? Yeah, so I mean, I think post COVID, a lot of the, the the prayer groups that would be going on in in parishes kind of shut down, obviously, and you know lost a bit of traction and things like that. So we've kind of we've veered a little bit away from, I suppose, what would be your traditional prayer group. But we do we run events, um, two sort of particular events that that run throughout the year so one of them is called the summit and that is a a prayer group of types so that is for kind of maybe just pre-confirmation confirmation and then slightly beyond that maybe up to kind of 18 and those evenings we go into a parish and we spend the first hour um eating pizza together which is always great playing some games chatting getting to really know the young people and then we move into the second half of our evening which we we move into the church um if it's available or you know a a chapel or at least a prayerful space and we have a time of um testimony so we invite a young adult in who is usually at kind of you know, a similar ish lifestyle to the young people that are there. And they share a little bit about their faith and kind of the journey that they're on. We then move into a time of Eucharistic adoration with a little bit of an explanation as to kind of what that is, because, you know, myself, when I was a teenager, that was I had no idea really what was going on. And I think there's probably um, a lot of young people maybe who feel that that way as well so we try and unpack that a little bit and then spend some time just just praying in front of the lord and and creating some as you say again that 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 time for quiet a little bit of music um a little bit of reflection some pieces of scripture thrown in and um opportunities for the young people to go to confession throughout as well so that's kind of i suppose an event that we run these what we we tend to do with these is we will 
speak to the the dean of a particular deanery and then they'll pick a parish within their deanery to host that event uh-huh. and then they'll invite the other young people from the, the local parishes to come along but those are always just fantastic evenings and you know even sometimes you turn up and I think I can almost have I can go in with too low expectations which I know sounds terrible but you know you think oh they're not going to enjoy this you know they're not going to enjoy the silence or whatever but then when when the young people are there and they come into the chapel um, or the church something always happens like Jesus is you know always shows up and really (laughs) and it's yeah fantastic evening so that's that's our first one which is the summit yes and the second kind of thing we do which is for more young adults so 18 plus these are called our, our resonate events and uh, a kind of similar ish format in a sense that we get um, a speaker to come in. So we have people from charities or, you know, musicians, artists, doctors, just people from all walks of life. And they share a little bit about, you know, how they're living the Christian life as, you know, in, in their particular field. And we, we share a meal together and we have time for question and answer and discussion. And then we all pray together. So I suppose, um, yeah, those are our, our two kind of our key things that we we offer that are kind of like our, our flagship events, I suppose. But then on smaller levels, you know, we get asked to come into parishes to lead prayer sessions and and do all sorts of things. So, yeah, it, it, we yeah, I think I veered off a bit there, but Not it's so um it's really encouraging and inspiring to hear of these uh, these places and times where you bring people together from different walks of life and to be sharing a meal and praying it sounds fabulous Mm. you mentioned the true presence night is that tell me more about that I'm very excited about the true presence night so I think as you mentioned um you know yeah worship is is a huge part of of the the Catholic life and particularly sort of for young people it's a great way to access you know, to, to sort of to enter into prayer and kind of to feel like you can access God, if that makes sense. But we, um, none of our team are musical at the moment, so we <laughs> can't on worship nights ourselves. So thank God there are some amazing worship collectives out there that we can partner with. So um, we do work with One Hope Project, but in um, next month, in fact, I can't believe it's come around so quickly. We've got, there's an amazing worship collective called The Vigil Project, and they're from the US. And they are coming over this summer because they're filming a documentary about some of the work that they do. And their vision really is to create worship music that is distinctly Catholic and kind of that there's music that can support the liturgical seasons. That was kind of their vision when they started is that they wanted to create music that, you know, through Lent or through Advent or whatever it was that Catholics could could pray with and um yeah, could help them to really kind of understand the seasons and you know they've yeah it's been so blessed the work that they do it's really sort of spread further and now they just they create just the most amazing music but they will be coming over in the summer and they'll be joining us for a night of worship and it's called the true presence night so that's the the name of the evening and it's on the 12th of june uh-huh and it's in Stonebridge, uh, a parish in Stonebridge called Five Precious Wounds. And again, like with everything we do, we make sure we have some food. There's a, a time for food at the start. And then we move into the church and they'll be leading us through an evening of just incredible worship, times of prayer. Um, you know, explaining a little bit, I suppose, why worship is important and, and you know, how we can worship and that there's not just one way of worship as well. Um so we're absolutely buzzing for it. I'm so excited. 
just launched the kind of um all the the promo stuff and started putting it out there but it's just going to be such a fantastic evening we can't wait and it's going to roll around so quickly now as well <laughs> i can't remember when i was buzzing to get to church <laughs> that's a lovely phrase i love the names you've given true who, who chose the name true presence night what a fabulous name gorgeous isn't it yeah that that's the vigil project themselves so they oh. kind of um yeah, they uh, in the US they run nights sort of in parishes as well because they have a real heart for for church on a parish level, which you know we do as well, and particularly I do. I, I think it's so important that you know it's great working for the diocese and being able to do sort of you know large scale stuff. But I, you know, I worked in a parish before I did this job, and that kind of it can feel often like you're in a bit of an island when you're in a parish that you're just sort of by yourself but to be connected to to other people and and things like that it just makes such a such a difference but yeah they chose the name true presence night i think it's just great and i love the name of the parish as well that we're going into it's called um the five precious wounds such a, a gorgeous name and yeah just really looking forward to it. it's going to be great I noticed that when I heard you, I thought you'd said the five precious wings and it's the wounds. And yeah, the combination of the two names together, that's quite special, isn't it? Now, this is a a question that I hope is helpful to our listeners. Just in case, I'm I'm familiar with worship nights because I have lots of Anglican friends Mm. who who are involved in that kind of worship. But some Catholics won't maybe don't know what that that is. So would you explain Mm. in a Catholic context what we mean by worship song, worship hymns or worship songs and what that kind of night is like? Yeah, I'll do my best. I'm definitely not the the ideal person to speak about this, but I will do my best. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing to be mindful of is that obviously working for the diocese, we know that we're such a, a diverse church and that there's people who, um, you know, who connect with God through music, you know, that on on the one level, but also there's lots of different types of music for that. So um, we, you know, we're not particularly aligning ourselves with one, one type, but yeah. this music that we'll be um, experiencing on, on the true presence night is, yeah, it's that kind of more contemporary, um, contemporary, music and i guess when when we're worshiping yeah we're just trying to come into a place before god and and sing praise over him and kind of sing the promises that he has has given to us and kind of yeah to to really yeah just just praise him and and come into his presence so um yeah there's a lot of anglican worship out there fantastic anglican worship and you know groups like um you know Hillsong and, and Maverick City and things like that so kind of yeah a contemporary feel quite soulful a lot of it some of it's a little bit poppy um and yeah I mean I think what will be distinctly different about the vigil project is that you know and not to, to create a division there because it's not that at all but that it's it's particularly catholic the the music mm. the words, things like that so um I think that'll be an interesting edge but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably, it's, it's hard. I'm sure One Hope Project would do a great job of doing this, of explaining, <laughs> I'm butchering it here. But yeah, it, it's just a, a chance to kind of, to, to sit and to listen to the music, even if you're not someone who sings and, um, you know, and or doesn't enjoy singing, to just be able to to let the words of the, the songs just wash over you and to kind of, to remind you, I guess, of of who you are and who God is and, and who you are in relation to him would be, yeah, yeah. the way I it. Yeah, beautiful. And what came to mind as you were speaking as well is pray as you can, not as you can't. Yeah. And for some people, like you said, that's that's how they will connect with God. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have also heard that flame 
2023. You're you. What what are your connections with that? What is it? And yeah, tell yeah. us more. Yeah, great. So Flame is um, it's not run by Westminster Youth Ministry. It's it's run by a group called Simfed, and but we kind of we partner with Simfed to help them on these days. And so um, if I hope I'm correct in saying this, that it's the largest Catholic gathering of young people in England and Wales. So it's yeah, it's a pretty big event. It takes place in uh, in Wembley. I think it's in the OVO um, OVO Arena, but it takes place in, in Wembley anyway. And it will be on the 4th of March 2023. And what the, the Flame Day looks like is absolutely incredible. There's groups um, from from parishes and, and schools from all across England and Wales. So it's such a diverse group and they're all packed into the, the Wembley arena. Um, a lot of them come with t-shirts and hoodies sort of, you know, representing the area that they've come from. And then there's just a day of, um, it, I mean, it's, it's varied over the years, but there's amazing speakers who come. So over the years, there's been um, Mike Pilavacci, who's a massive, massive fan of. Um, there's been, well, this year, in fact, there's Governor B, who is... Um, He's a, a, a Christian rapper who's just amazing. He'll be providing some of the music and speaking a little bit about how we can kind of bring our faith into a culture that opposes, you know, the life that, that is is around. Mm -hmm. um, One Hope Project will be doing the music once again. Um, we get groups like CAFOD and other charities to, to share a little bit about what we do. There are different cardinals. We had Cardinal Taglay a few years ago come and, and just share about the joy of church and the joy of the gospel. And I think it's really a chance for young people to, to see that the church is so much bigger than just their parish and to meet other young people and, and, and see people who have similar views to them and, or at least are, are wanting to kind of, you know, explore a different life and, and the different opportunities. So throughout the day, there's loads of icebreakers that go on over lunchtime. There's um, lots of opportunities to mingle and, and get to know one another. And then the whole day culminates in, um, a time of, of adoration again and there's loads of you know loads of priests loads of um bishops all up on the stage it's such a spectacle as well particularly <laughs> if you've ever been to to wembley to like to a concert or to a gig or whatever and you know and the just the huge scale of it but then for it to be this catholic event and just full of people of prayer it's it's honestly amazing and throughout the day it's it's loud and it's fun and whatever and then that last kind of period where there's prayer you could hear a pin drop it's yeah it's uh, absolutely sick so you're providing formation for our future for the people well, of lovely. our future yeah. yeah i hope so and it's so desperately need without formation and time and community and learning mm. you, you you cannot lead in the future and and support parishes and or, and ch your own children if you have them that yeah that sounds so exciting are you accepting new people as team members do you have volunteers gap year students what what's what's happening around that yeah so what we do at the moment is um, there used to be a community that kind of lived within the centre, but after COVID, we, you know, we don't have that anymore, but we are always looking for volunteers. So always looking for people who, um, you know, want to give a little bit of their time, whether it is to be sort of a speaker and to, you know, to speak at either one of the summit or the resonate events, someone who'd like to help on the retreats, 
um, you know, yeah, we're always looking to, to meet new people and see how they can kind of help us and how we can help them. And, and one really exciting opportunity that we're looking for, for volunteers for is we've got World Youth Day coming up next year, which is in August next year, I think, I hope, um, of 2023. And what we are looking for is we're looking for 40 young people. So um, of kind of 17, 18 plus who but they can be older, you know, in the church, we've got a, a nice big bracket for young people, which is 18 to 35. So <laughs> even if you're a young person, you may still be, but we're looking for, yeah, for 40, um, 40 people to come and to be volunteers, helping to lead people at World Youth Day. So they will have um, kind of six months of a program of formation. So not only Catholic formation, but also, you know, kind of behavioral management, how to, um, to help sort of maintain a group, how to public speak, you know, organizing things, you know, all, all those kind of practical skills as well. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll train them up and then they'll come to World Youth Day and help us with leading. They'll also get 50% off the the price of going to World Youth Day, which I think is a pretty, pretty That's big good. pull. Yeah. It is pretty good. Um, so yeah, we're kind of just in the process of getting all that promotional material out. But I think if there are any listeners who are either, you know, thinking, oh, I could, I could do that, or I'd be interested or have children who'd be interested, or, you know, like yourself work in a parish and kind of have spotted even just one or two young people that you think you can sort of see an element of leadership in them, you know, or you can see something in them, L you know, leadership doesn't have to be just someone who's loud and chatty and, and whatever it can just be you know you spot something in someone and you think they really have something to give to the church you know we'd love to meet them and we'd love to to get to know them and, and get them prepared to come to World Youth Day with us. That's fabulous well we are coming towards the end of our time Holly so we've got that information um, I have also we need to I'd like you to have the opportunity just to let people know the True Presence Night date and time again but I'm going to give you please just two minutes I'm thinking this is fabulous and the young people are being formed and you've got that little bit of a transition phase when they're around 18 what about the adults and the older people mm -hmm. what what's is there anything any connection or energy passing upwards as well from this yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I think particularly, it, you know, outside of my work, when I worked in a parish, my sort of real heart, to use the, the phrase, was for adults, you know, it was for adult formation, because I think, you know, I, I read the Divine Renovation book by Father James Mallon, which I'm, I'm sure many, you know, listeners have um have read and a lot of the thing that he talks about is, you know, that people kind of, they go through the sacraments and then they after confirmation that's it they kind of tap out of their faith until they're you know coming back to church because they want to baptize their own mm. child and then that's that but actually what we should be doing is giving opportunities for for adults to to learn about their faith and connect with their faith so that they feel like they have something to pass on to their children as well and you know that kind of um i think often you know as an adult you can kind of feel a bit stunted like oh i can't you know the last bit of formation I had was when I was 15 making my confirmation and, you know, I, I don't know what to say anymore or, or whatever the case may be. But I mean, I think through through my work, you know, or through our work, we really we focus on the young people because that is that's our area. But within the diocese, there are other really fantastic departments such as the evangelization department who um, do a lot more for adults. So they run sort of training evenings and, and retreat days for adults and, and things like that. But 
I mean, I think when it comes to to adults, something that I have had to learn, I suppose, through the work that I do, a little bit like what I said at the beginning, is that to allow yourself that space to get things wrong and to kind of to, um, you know, to not have that thought of, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm I'm 35 or whatever. I should know this by now. I should know this thing about the church or I should understand mass completely by this point and just think, you know, you don't know what you don't know and that's okay and that you know god wants to to take us on a journey of learning more about him and about our faith and 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 wants us to be kind of a a people that are on fire for our faith so just to take time to to create that space for yourself to to ask him you know ask him those questions to read up on things like you know whatever interests you and then you know we'd love to have adults come along to our events as well you know even if it is as a volunteer or a helper we find that many of the catechists who come to our events say actually yeah I, I hadn't heard it explained in kind of that level before kind of that that kind of more basic level getting the real essence of what this is and you know it, it can make such an impact sometimes it can really touch the adults so yeah but I mean that, we, yeah that is such great advice um it has been such a pleasure to have you Holly remind us about your um your evening the true presence night just remind us about that before we finish Yes, great. So the True Presence Night is on the 12th of June at 7pm. It's in a parish in Stonebridge Park, which um, I know is on the Met line, but is on lots of other different lines as well. It's in North London and the parish is called Five Precious Wounds. We'd love to have you there. It's going to be absolutely amazing. 12th of June, get it in your diary. Come and join (laughs) us. And Holly, Holly Cook, thank you. You have shared so much energy this morning and I wish our listeners could see. I can see your face on the video link and it's it's illuminated with the Holy Spirit and with enthusiasm for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. God bless. All right, take care. Bye.